Hello and welcome back. Um, <laughs> it kind of feels weird right now because I like went through this stage, okay, where I recorded like five, I don't know, maybe not that many, like three episodes of my podcast in like, you know, three days. And then I didn't record anything for a long time. And now I'm back. And I actually, once again, in my own way, uh, I wrote up an episode. Okay. And I got a lot of good stuff. I have a lot written down for it. And then... I started thinking about something and I, of course, changed my mind. This will probably still be an episode coming up, but I just wanted to talk about this subject first because it's fresh in my mind. Do I have any notes on it? No. Well, I probably end up rambling because I don't have any notes on it or an outline? Yes. But like I said, that's that's my typical fashion, so we're going to roll with it. So, I actually How do I even premise this? I have just been seeing a lot of YouTube videos lately. Okay? I I'm a YouTube girl. I love watching YouTube videos while I'm getting ready, when I'm bored. You know, it's kind of like just that, um, I don't, I don't know the exact word of it. Like, it's the, it's a longer media form, right? Um, but it's not TV because some of it is just realer than television. TV shows are nice when you, like, just kind of want an escape or, you know, to really indulge in some other world that is not your own. And then sometimes you want relatability, and I feel YouTube is really good for that. You know, YouTube podcasts are wonderful for that sort of thing. Um, And I have touched on this a little bit maybe in past episodes, but... Um, you know, I've just been seeing a lot of videos of, it seems to be particularly women that I see. I know some men probably post stuff like this or, you know, other people post this sort of thing, but I see a lot of women doing it now and I can understand why. And it's this idea of... Um, like, how to detach, how to not care anymore, and a lot of the advice that I see in, like, videos like this is, like, um, you know, you should be selfish, you should always be number one in your life, you should always, you know, put yourself first. And I agree with that, in a sense, 
but I also struggle with that. Okay, so me, for example, and I hope maybe some of you can relate to this when I say, I'm not a detached person. I'm the opposite of detached. Now, too much attachment, especially in relationships or friendships and things like that, when you're getting into things like being codependent on a person or too heavily reliant on another human being for your own happiness, uh, for your own needs, that's not healthy either. But I almost feel like there's this push for detachment almost to be like if you do this if you detach yourself successfully when people leave your life it won't hurt anymore um <laughs> am i the only one that's sitting here and it's like that just doesn't sound right that doesn't feel right you know breakups loss friendships drifting apart losing someone that you love a relative anything like that is it's got to be one of the suckiest inevitabilities of you know our lifespans because it's going to happen at some point in time most likely to every single one of us we are going to experience the loss of someone that we care about in some way shape or form and it is a natural part of life and seeing these types of things concerns me because it just seems like we're being encouraged to put all these walls up so we don't get hurt but in avoidance of being hurt, what do you feel? You know, if you have your walls up just in case you get hurt, can you fully experience the beauty of that relationship if you're not really all in? And this is hard. I mean, as someone that's been burnt a lot and everyone gets burnt... There are points in times where you're like, God damn, I don't want to feel this again. I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to deal with this. I never want to feel like this ever again. Knowing full well that it very well might happen again and again and again throughout your entire life. I get that. But like, I also know from being burnt, from experiencing hurt, grief, and loss... Whether it is in losing someone, you know, through breakup, a broken friendship, or even in death, you, you have that really low spot where you're processing everything, where you're grieving the loss of that person. But oftentimes, it is in that moment that when you start to heal and you start to become I don't know you start to move on with life that you realize that you've learned irreplaceable 
life lessons from that experience. Does that still happen if you detach yourself from a situation? I would think not. I would think not because, right, you're doing it to avoid being hurt. You're doing it to avoid, you know, giving people the power, so to speak, of hurting you. I think that a lot of the people that are posting this kind of stuff are wrong for doing so. I think it's a very psychologically misleading trend to be giving people, young people, advice to close themselves off to being vulnerable. Because guess what? In my experience, to have a successful relationship and successful doesn't necessarily mean a forever relationship, but a successful relationship, you have to be vulnerable. Both parties have to be willing to be vulnerable and put it out there. Very scary thing to do, but I would say yes, kind of has to happen. I'm really bothered that it seems to be the trend to try and create this ideal for women to be dark, to be manipulative, to be a man-eater, to be, you know, untouchable. It's very powerful. I can understand where the draw is, but I... This whole ideal kind of intrigues me because I have actually tried to tap into that sort of energy myself. I have wanted to be that woman. I've wanted to be the the dark feminine villain woman that's untouchable. But everybody wants and has that like mysterious um, like siren like energy, right? I feel like we see that a lot on TikTok and it's kind of pouring into like other socials like YouTube and Instagram and I kind of got, I kind of had it like blow up in my face in a way because I came to this realization that um, that's not who I am, you know, even though that's kind of who I wanted to be and it's like oh, like, you can become this if you do this and this and you manifest, blah, blah, blah. No. I am a soft-hearted woman. I feel deeply. I love deeply. I love vulnerability. I love when I find the right person to open up and to share something very intimate together not intimate as in sexual intimate as in you know vulnerable and those intimate vulnerable relationships if they do end or when they do end it hurts even more (laughs) but 
you learn so much. You learn so much about yourself. You learn more about other people. You gain new perspective. And when it hurts, you know that you have loved. And that I had to come to realize is kind of a beautiful thing about life, isn't it? I mean, I'm not sure what higher power I believe in or if there is a higher power. I, I'm still figuring all that shit out. But I kind of believe that there is some sort of higher being in existence and, you know, there's some sense of spirituality that is real and that maybe in some way, shape, or form, our purpose on this earth is to experience those things and to learn and learn and learn. And learning is, you know, it it can be a happy thing. It doesn't always have to be a sad thing, but sometimes you learn the most from heartbreak and you learn the most from loss. I have learned a lot from betrayal from people. You know, I would argue that you you don't have to be this dark feminine villain era person. This, you know, <laughs> killer queen to be strong or to be, I don't know, I guess I don't know, attractive. I see a lot on apps and stuff where it's like, I love me a toxic so-and-so, or I I love uh, someone unstable, please ruin me. Like, what is going on? What is going on with the younger generation where all we crave is, like, unhealthy shit? Why? And then it kind of makes me feel like a weirdo for just wanting something deep. I mean, you know, I always wished, and it got me thinking about this because I've mentioned this a few times on my podcast because I'm obsessed with the book series A Court of Thorns and Roses because I really think there's a whole lot of, like, deeper stuff going on in the book and it kind of blew up for its uh, saucy scenes but I like a lot of other things about it and one of the things that got me thinking about it and I I'm trying to say this in the like least cringy way because I'm I'm not trying to give like wolf girl energy here but like having someone that you know is made for you. What a comfort that would be to know that there's someone made for you and know when you meet them. Like there is an unmistakable thing that happens that tells you that that is your life partner. God, everything would be so much easier. 
But there's a reason that we aren't like that. You know, some people come into your life to teach you a lesson and leave. Some people come in to teach you many lessons and leave. Some people come into your life to teach you how to love yourself. Some people teach you how to love others. And if we have this mindset that is so trendy nowadays to be closed off and to learn this art of detachment, we're not experiencing the parts of life that I think we need to, to be human. There's something so robotic and depressing to me about something like this, to just detach and never care. And to be playing this game of who cares less. I guess to all my people who are softies and maybe also feel bad about it, it's okay to be soft. It's okay to care. It's okay to love people. It's okay to trust and sometimes to trust the wrong people because you learn and you move on. And I'm so tired of my (laughs) social media feeds being riddled with this shit. Because I realize that at the end of the day, I just like don't want to be like that. I'm trying to read one right now. This one, and these videos are just absolutely blowing it up. And it kind of scares me. How I mastered detachment and went from anxious to secure. You know, having anxious attachment is not really the best thing either. It can put stress on the relationship and you know stress on you you don't want to be reliant on someone else for your happiness but it's okay for someone to make your life better I hope this is making sense I'm really on a ramble about this but I like recently saw this quote and it and it said that real love is when two people help each other love themselves more and I guess I don't really understand how you can like have something like that if you're not opening up to someone if you're being detached, if you have this kind of man-eater mentality. This also gets me on a whole nother kind of rant because I I also feel like it's the move that if you want to have a bunch of meaningless sex because it's, it's a need that you feel needs to be fulfilled, right? It's okay to do that. 
in our generation it's okay to do that you can you can sleep with a hundred different people and that's okay am I the only one that feels like that's not okay I don't know I mean I hear some people say I can have sex with someone and just not care I don't give a fuck about them. I move on to the next one. That isn't like healthy to me because if we look into science, and this is what I had to do because honestly I kind of was in support of this for a really long time, especially being really into like TikTok and like some of my favorite creators were pushing this like ideal is that a fucked on a casual sex is fine. Biological women are not necessarily scientifically built to have casual sex. I know, I know. It sounds really judgy. It sounds super conservative, but hear me out. I'm pulling up the information right now. Hold on. So the hypothalamus releases oxytocin. The oxytocin, which is considered the feel-good bonding hormone, is created in the pituitary glands of the brain during sex and then released in the hypothalamus. It increases activity in the brain networks related to pain and emotional states, as well as the the reward system. And I actually did see a video on this a while back too that, for whatever reason, whether it's some sort of evolutionary biological reason, the same chemical process doesn't necessarily happen for men. Which might be why women feel they get played by men when they get in situationships with them, have sex with them, they get attached, and the man doesn't. Because basically what happens in the man's brain is that the testosterone is boosted and he's not necessarily getting this, like, flood of emotional attachment uh, chemicals being released in his brain when he has sex with someone. You know, sex isn't necessarily biologically emotional for a man. But when a woman has sex with someone, it releases chemicals in her brain that basically creates attachment. Now, I do believe it, I guess, when some women say that they don't feel attachment anymore, but if I were to take a wild guess, they had to go through many, many, many hookups to finally 
be able to feel this lack of attachment and basically a whole self-psychological training to teach themselves to not get attached when they have sex with someone especially if it's good sex you know <laughs> the chemicals that get released in a woman's brain when she has an orgasm is you know pretty relative to I don't know cocaine <laughs> but so yeah I mean there's it's almost like we're made for this to not be something so casual and that's just the scientific side that's not even talking about the spiritual side if you're a spiritual person you know you're literally sharing something so intimate with someone whether you like it or not sex is intimate you can say it doesn't matter but it's a literal act of shedding everything off and being your vulnerable complete self with someone I mean there's a reason that sex is such a big topic in psychology you're you're bearing more than you probably even know to the person that you sleep with You know, every kink, every fetish has a psychological root to it. And it's casual? I don't know. I guess I don't necessarily mean to hate on people that do this, but just coming from my standpoint, I, I fail to be able to understand. And I fail to be able to understand the push of why this is a good thing to have sex and not care. Or to put time into someone and not care. Or to be, you know, with someone and not care if they leave. What's the point, then? What is the point if we're going to eliminate everything about ourselves that makes us human beings? That makes us, I guess, us. I don't know. I might actually have to start getting rid of these videos that pop up on you know, my YouTube to watch a list or whatever. I mean, I feel bad for picking on this video in particular. I'm not going to name who made it, but another thing that doesn't make sense to me is, so this video blew up because it's how she mastered attachment and how she became secure. And then she links a book in the description, how to become magnetic. How are we... Okay, okay, sorry. How are we detaching? But yet, you're giving us information on how to be magnetic and to still be appealing to the male gaze. 
right? Is that not like hypocritical a little bit? Or being her, being that girl? Honestly, a little side rant is I'm tired of all these videos blowing up of like these perfect it girls everywhere. I feel, I feel like I sound so negative, but like it's okay to be an it girl. It's okay to be like super aesthetic and like do your thing if that's what like makes you happy and that's really how your everyday life looks, which I doubt it does, but if it's really how it looks and how you live and you're choosing to share that, that's perfectly fine. Good for you. I'm happy for you if you're happy. But it, I finally saw a video that had blown up on my TikTok for you page and it was like a mom of four kids and she posted a video of her and her morning routine routine and it was, you know, a morning routine of a mom with four kids in a normal household you know the non-aesthetic version and this is someone that isn't an influencer making thousands upon thousands of dollars to have every new trending thing and every wavy mirror and the right lighting and the granite countertops she was just a normal middle class I would say woman and it was so refreshing you know it was so refreshing because how many of us look at those people and even though they're spreading all this shit about positivity and being the best version of yourself and all this stuff but they are privileged to make it their life to be the it girl. They are privileged where all they have to do is make this content to get their money so they can continue living in their polished, pristine apartment and go do Pilates every morning so they can look the way they do and to buy the most expensive skincare or to have the most expensive skincare sent to them for free because of who they are. Normal everyday people don't get that privilege. People like me don't get that privilege. People who are paying off school, who are paying off loans, families that are in credit card debt, they don't get to live that kind of lifestyle. And then they're made to feel bad that they don't get to live that kind of lifestyle or that if they were living their best lives that they would be living that kind of lifestyle. It feels fake to me. Do I still watch those videos sometimes? Yes, I do. Do I wish I was that girl sometimes? Absolutely, I do. But I'm not. I'm just me. 
and the conclusion I'm coming to is that's perfectly fine. It's okay that I'm like that. It's okay if you don't have the perfect pristine apartment or you know you can't afford to go get your eyebrows and lashes laminated and get a full body wax so you look like a model. Like it's just not a possibility for some of us. And that doesn't even mean that you're doing badly, but some of us take the money that some of these people would take to go get their weekly blowout and to get their weekly acrylics and to get their body wax and, you know, their eyebrow laminations and their facials and their spa days. And we have to take those and put those into groceries or into school or into a house so that we can build equity and survive, right? I feel like this turned into a whole big social media rant. But I warned you guys, I went off script for this one, so this was bound to <laughs> this was bound to happen. And I wish that there was more I guess I wish there was more of a place for people on medias like TikTok where it's gotten a little easier to build a following to get yourself on a For You page and to blow up. I wish there was more of a place for the non-aesthetically appealing people. Just the really good, hardworking people. But then again, you know, usually if you have someone that's like really career driven and they're just trying to like get through life and they're working hard at their nine to five and, you know, raising kids or going to school, they usually don't have the time to be making TikToks really. That's just the reality of it. I, I almost feel like it's this vicious cycle that the people who are successful in social media are usually the privileged and what I have found is that I I like the the influencers that started from a life like mine I respect those influencers a lot more and I tend to take a liking to them more because you know there's an understanding there of their blessings and then I see other influencers and I see you know their parents houses where they grew up and stuff and I'm like holy shit like they were set up to do this they were getting the top of the line skincare and you know the name brand clothes years and years and years ago they were set up and privileged enough where they could just have this aesthetic that people enjoy watching. And to me, it just, there's a sense of bitterness there. And I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if that means I need to do more work with my therapist or something, but to me, it's a sense of bitterness because it feels 
like they don't deserve it as much. You know, I definitely don't want to be on my podcast spreading hate to anyone or, you know, hating on someone for being successful, but it, you know, it does give me those feelings sometimes. And I just have a tendency to like people that came from beginnings like mine or, you know, like other people's, real people. (laughs) And then they make it and, you know, those are often some of your most genuine influencers and your influencers that are being vulnerable about experiences they have had and are having and I don't know you don't really see those types of people I feel like pushing this whole detachment trend that I was venting about earlier And honestly, I know this episode is kind of short for me, but we are already right around like 40 minutes here. So I actually think I'm going to kind of tie it together here and just say this. If you, once again, are an empathetic person, if you are a soft-hearted person, if you're a vulnerable person, person and you feel like you don't belong because you care that's not true you're just a rare person especially if you've been hurt multiple times and you continue to care and be a soft-hearted person you are needed in this world just as much if not more than someone that is this dark feminine figure because at the end of the day I think I think it's love that gets us through so don't be afraid to keep loving thank you for listening I'm glad you're here I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you next time